0: Everyone, welcome on this Thursday evening to Grace Out Loud, episode 10. I'm going to be bringing Marty in in just a moment. Welcome to everyone. Hello to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. Grace the dove is right there. She is out and about. And without further ado, let me bring in Marty so he can open up in prayer. We have a couple of things to go over for some cute letters uh, as well that children sent in. I love reading letters from kids because their heart is just so pure. So we'll go over that after we open in prayer and bring my co-host with the most in <laughs> Marty Christum and his uh his very special face. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Amanda, for allowing me and my face both to join you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so for everyone, Amanda and I were talking, and Jenny's here with us, and we were talking right before we came on about, you know, I make strange faces. So uh, praise the Lord. So, hey, it's good. To, it's, thank you for allowing us to come another girl Is this 9 or 10?
0: 10. Wow. Episode that's, 10.
1: That's really amazing. We've done 10. This is our 10th episode. So. Yes, Mm-hmm. wow that's really cool well hey what let's jump into prayer so we can get serious about everything about everyone's problems
0: okay <laughs>
1: oh, that was a joke okay very good <laughs> father God father we thank you for your presence father we we're nothing without just your presence so we come to you now in the precious name of Jesus father I'm asking you we together we're asking you to just just fall in the room, just sit upon us, just come and squeeze us, hug us, love on us, be with us, We're looking for that intimacy, that fellowship. We're looking for that touch from you tonight. We're looking to hear your voice, have your tugging, your leading, your pulling, your pushing. Lord, we thank you so much because you're so good and you're so glorious and you're so wonderful and you're so lovely and you're so tenderhearted and you're so kind. And your mercy every day is renewed. Your mercy is renewed and we glorify you and we magnify you and we set our hearts on you. Because it doesn't matter, Father, what tomorrow looks like because we set our eyes on you. So in our hearts, we just, we lay a hold of you. Yes. Some of us are having challenges in marriages, challenges in finances, challenges in our bodies, but for this time, we're going to be reminded to set our hearts on you, to set our eyes on you, to put our faith on you. As Jesus said to the disciples after he cursed a fig tree, have faith in God. So we set our hearts and our minds We focus them on you, and we trust you, and we have faith in you. And so for the next hour, we just look to you. So speak to us, Father. Lead us, guide us, give us insight. We need to hear from you, and we're asking you to use our mouths in this time to minister and to just be a blessing to all those that hear. In the glorious, precious name of Jesus, hallelujah, glory.
0: Praise God amen praise the lord so we're (laughs) gonna do caption this in a minute but first i love when kids marty send in letters because their hearts are just so pure and they're so honest and innocent so i have two here and the first one is from isabel she she painted us this beautiful little card that has a dog and and a lamb roaming on hills isn't that cute
1: yeah, that's wonderful. And I'll she
0: wrote a little letter here. And she says, My name is Isabel. I am nine. We have animals too. I love watching the animals on Ark of Grace. And she gave me a little kitten sticker.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: So thank you, Miss Isabel. <clears throat> um, I just, I, I, I really treasure these. I think they're just so adorable when little kids write in because they love the animals so much. And a lot of them write that they like listening to the prophecies. Wow. So praise the Lord. Okay, this one is from Lillian. She painted me a beautiful sunset.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: On grassy hills. And she said to Amanda Grace, my name is Lillian. I am 13. I love animals. I love watching the animals on Ark of Grace. And I love listening to the prophecies. I love birds so much. I have a parakeet. He is blue and yellow. He loves to talk and sing. His name is Largo. We have four bunnies, one cat, six dogs, and 20 chickens. They all love to run in the yard.
1: <laughs> I know. I know all about the chicken problems.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Lily. And that is precious. Wow. That do you so have sweet. your yard full?
1: They obviously don't live in the big city.
0: <laughs> no, they obviously don't live in New York City or anything like that. No. So you sent me and i sent you
1: oh caption this our favorite time picture of the night for where caption you just destroy this. me every time because you're so smart
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh but first <laughs> do you want to do caption this or do you want me to put up the flyer
1: oh let's do caption this
0: okay yeah. let's caption this yeah, first yeah i'm sorry
1: okay. i thought I, th- I forgot about the flyer
0: okay so here's a picture of something okay. that occurred today
1: <clears throat> okay i'm ready
0: marty caption this <laughs> This happened in okay. our kitchen.
1: <laughs> um, ha ha! That was a stinky one. <laughs> pretty good.
0: It is pretty good. I mean, this it is- just looks
1: like there's some type of body gas being expelled.
0: It well, it does. Uh, Missy is this is Missy and Cyrus playing today uh, <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, I'm gonna call this one flipping for you.
1: <laughs> oh okay, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think y- y'all know say. that
1: she's using the office of a prophet to do these right. So and she's Missy cheating. Is
0: known. Missy is known. <laughs> we'll just say to, to let out bodily noises. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, that's your, yes. That's your office face. Yeah. Well, I just
1: had to get in the picture there. So.
0: <clears throat> okay. Now Marty sent me this, this little dog. I just want to squeeze it. So adorable.
1: She's a stinker. I'll tell you. <laughs> Gumbo.
0: What an adorable little dog so eating Gumbo's head.
1: That is Mackenzie. That is our Shizu. And she is like 10 or 11, 9. And she like is just monster. full of life, full of life, and just runs and still has tons of fun. And see, she just had a haircut in the last, like two days ago.
0: Oh, so cute. It's,
1: it's amazing at how stinky she can get, how quick. Just like oh. really quick
0: so i have to caption this
1: okay go
0: winner winner chicken dinner
1: <laughs> that's actually really good that's good yeah. i told you all she's using the prophet's office
0: yep I, well i might be <laughs> i might be i might have some help but so adorable so stinking cute
1: yeah she's a she's a sweetheart she really that
0: is. little dog <clears throat> okay so that was uh caption this we i have others we're gonna reserve for next time
1: it's the hardest thing i do all week it really is.
0: yeah I, I know it's a lot of pressure coming up with captions for these isn't it
1: i feel like we're competing i feel like i always lose like 10 episodes i think i might have tied you once yeah yeah okay all right what else we got tonight
0: <laughs> what else <laughs> do we have tonight well you and i were talking about some things on the phone yeah some some words you got this week
1: oh yeah oh i thought you were going to show the ad
0: oh yes we got to do the yes. ad and then we're going to do that hold on hold oh, on the Thank words
1: you. i should pull the words up
0: yes pull the words up while i'm doing this okay good so we are you want to go there because the i'm going to be in tulsa okay so marty and jenny and i will be doing saturday march 25th Tulsa healing, and we'll call it a renewal that leads to revival. <clears throat> Where is it going to be, Marty?
1: So it is actually in the edge of Tulsa. It's in the city of Broken Arrow. Okay. Um, And so I don't have the address because we, we right now we're fixing to book the venue. Okay. But just today we went and looked at it and we're ready to book it. Okay. It's just, we want to make sure that we have the right size to fit all that we're doing. This is going to be a really cool event. This is going to be a a full day of healing like a healing rally all day long. We're going to start in the morning early in the morning with a time of prayer and yep. then we're going to go to teaching levels of teaching, teaching healing, mm-hmm. teaching about divine healing and then also teaching people how to minister mm-hmm. healing so it's going to be just a full day all day long of healing and people can come and go as they want and then we'll we'll have uh, either you or I or one of us one of the main speakers, do the morning session, like the morning service and Mm -hmm. minister to the sick. And then we'll break for lunch. And then we'll, I'm going to have now, if you guys ever watch, I have uh, some of my good friends here in Tulsa who are part of the Kenneth Hagan healing ministries. And they have for years with me, we minister to the sick and they're called healing technicians. It's Mm kind of founded and based upon the principle that John G Lake did, at the Healing Rooms up in Spokane, Washington, which I actually got to speak at that location up there uh, months and months ago where in John G. Lake's Healing Rooms building, which is a church now uh, on Fire Ministries, I believe. Um, So having said all that, what we do is we're going to be able to sit down with people and talk with them and help them work through like, kind of like what John G. Lake did in the Healing Rooms and, and and just have some time with people to help Mm -hmm. them receive lay hands on them and help them receive. So we have a whole day lined out. And then at night, then we're going to have a service at night. We're probably a uh, definitely Amanda will minister. And mm-hmm. then we'll, our team together will come and just minister to the sick. So it's Amen. really just um, like hooking up jumper cables to the city of Tulsa and reminding the city of its roots. Okay. You know this, go ahead.
0: We're hooking up jumper tables. We're bringing a giant Dodge Ram 2500 Hemi in to hook the other end of the cables up to called the Holy spirit. And yes, we're going to jumpstart Tulsa.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been here in Tulsa and the Lord has put a divine call upon me for the city of Tulsa and for the state of Oklahoma and also the nation, but Tulsa for this time, Um, And right now, what we're looking at doing is reestablishing it the way God originally calls it to be a light to the nation. And it's a light concerning teaching. It's a light concerning revelation, Mm -hmm. spreading the gospel, training leaders, business leaders, training ministry leaders. But then also, it's a light of faith and healing. And because Oral Roberts, who had an amazing healing ministry, and many others have been here for many years, and uh, we just want to keep pouring into the plan of for Tulsa. And then we're going to go to other cities, which I can even start naming them. We're going to go to other ones. I actually am right now planning a trip to Detroit. So in the next six months, we're going to do a, one of these meetings similar to this, a prayer meeting uh, on the outskirts of Detroit. We're planning it right now. We'll have it planned in the next week or two. And so it's going to be a great meeting where we're going to come in and just, you know what, we're just going to take the city back. And I know there's a lot of amazing, I know Bishop Keith Butler's there doing an amazing work. So I'm not saying other people are not just doing great, powerful things in that city. We want to come and bring what we have to. We want to join with their faith. And that's what we do. The body of Christ working together. It's not about one ministry, one person, one name. It's about unity. It is. So that's why you're coming. And we're asking and inviting and you're accepting and coming to help us with our city. So,
0: yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. A New Yorker is headed to Tulsa. Come on. Yep. So yep.
1: we'll <laughs> so have, Tulsa, oh yeah, it's going to be York spaghetti. Place. Spaghetti meatballs are going to line the streets when, when she comes, it's going to be like a spaghetti parade. It's going to be sauce. Now it's going to be gravy. I don't even know what else is going to
0: be. If don't spark the sauce gravy debate again. Oh my goodness, Marty. It erupted in the chat last time.
1: Oh, the comments are fixing to start blaring. I I know it's (laughs) going to happen. Praise the Lord. Well, Amanda. Yes. What do you have on your heart tonight?
0: What do I have on my heart? There's a lot of things I've got on my heart. But I will say that That really resonated in my spirit when you said it is the prophets that are going to help restore the pastors because there are a lot of craziness going on with the shepherds right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's been so much going Mm -hmm. on and we didn't know it until we just really found out a few years ago Mm -hmm. because I mean, I mean some of us did and I know my wife and I have looked at some scenarios, some situations, some leaders, and with big question marks, not trying to judge, But for many years, just big question marks like, what's going on? How come we feel like we're not getting the the body of Christ might not be getting a good square meal? You know what I'm saying? That's a good way to
0: put it. You're not getting a good balanced meal that actually has meat on the plate. Yeah. You know what they're getting? Stale bread, sour milk, sour wine, and old wine skins. And tofu. And tofu. Yeah. That's what they're getting right now.
1: Yeah. Say that again. I interrupt you. That was really good. Please say those again.
0: Stale bread, sour milk, <laughs> sour wine, and old wineskins. That's what's being given as a meal right wow. now.
1: That's really good.
0: Mm-hmm. The Lord I'm told gonna... me that. That was in the word I released yeah, from the Lord. On, I think it that. was the 10th of February. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that was in that word.
1: Um. So I actually have not typed up the word that I had this week, uh, but I could probably quote, um, I don't even know. I've not have watched it one time since that. I've been getting pretty prophetic with our morning shows. I'm getting off and I'm saying stuff and then I'm watching it later that day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that or what am I, you know, you just kind of get in the flow and that's the prophetic teaching is what I have developed and focused on a lot for years and years. So it comes easy to me where you just step in and he's just leading you and guiding you and just, you'll get off on a topic and then you'll move to a completely different topic, but he'll move you so smoothly. There's not even like a weird transition and you're just flowing with him. It's, I just love it. It's so beautiful. A gift. I'm so blessed. He lets me and he uses me in that and he lets me do that. So, but in that you'll go a little deeper in the prophetic and suddenly you'll just move in the spirit of prophecy a little deeper You'll begin to talk about tomorrows, prophesy something, then you'll move right back into the teaching again. So that's what we're having right now with our morning. So if you want to join us, you can go to allowmyprayer.org. We're having an absolutely amazing series right now called Walking with Jesus. We just did day nine, and we're talking about all the miracles of Jesus, the 37 miracles. I was going to do them in chronological order, but that didn't work very well because my heart's leading me to which one I want to do. And we're talking about, The miracle that Jesus did, how does it apply to us today, and how do we operate in the same miracle? Because he told you and I to not just do the miracles that he did, but he said in John 14 to Philip, and greater works than these are you going to do also. So that's what we're doing. We're jumping into this like every single one of us are called to do the works of Jesus, and we're learning how does the faith work in that? How does the gifts of the spirit? We're fixing to get over into Corinthians 12, the gifts of the spirit. I haven't done that yet. I've been waiting on that because it's going to bring in a whole nother level. And we're just moving because I am going to fulfill my call. I'm going to cover this nation with how to pray. And I'm going to raise up amen. the people in the body of Christ to do the signs and the wonders and the miracles of God.
0: And and, and well, amen <laughs> to that, Marty. And notice that Jesus said works, <laughs> right? Work. What is work? Yeah. You know, work you have to put effort into. Yeah. And what's happening is the people's hands are being bound and taught that they can be sit there and be spoon-fed and they don't have to put in the work. Yeah. You have to put in the work to see the works. That's how it goes. Yeah. The church That's has been goes. in many ways... Uh, They've been stripped of that entire process. The, the, <clears throat> the process that you go through, the work that you go through to see the works, to, to, to see <clears throat> the promise, to see things come to pass, to see deliverance, to see breakthrough. There is work and effort and faith that goes into that.
1: We are, um, I, I tell you, I'm just getting Holy Ghost flashes. Just little bitty waves. They're not big ones, but they're little ones. I'm just, I'm getting them. And they're just sweet. And they're, Amanda, God, he's been waiting in this very moment of time that we're sitting where all of your listeners and all the body of Christ. Let's just talk about our nation. All of, yeah, get your, get your sweet little thing here on. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're going to get over in there. Um, God has been waiting on this moment so long. You know, he said he's patiently, patiently, patiently waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And it's not just having his eyes on the precious fruit of the earth, but he's having his eyes on his sons and daughters who are going to go grab and pull in that precious fruit of the earth. The hour of the great harvest is so upon us. The farmers, Amanda, they're on the tractors. They've cranked them. They're in gear. They're popping the clutch. They're fixing. We're fixing to drive the tractors into the field of harvest. The time is now. Now we get to talking about Asbury. We get to talking about football games and winning, and I'm all about that. But I'm going to tell you what the harvest looks like. It looks like hundreds, thousands hundreds of thousands and millions of the lost being saved and that is the primary heart of the father and mixed in all of that is going to be signs, wonders, miracle miracles and then here's a new one the raising of the dead. So this is a word that I just got two or three days ago. Can I okay. read it real quickly? Yes go right ahead. The great 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 shaking yeah, the great shaking, the great shaking. It's been just tremors. It's been just tremors, pre trimmers for the great shaking, the great awakening, great awakening signs and wonders, healings and miracles. Yeah, they've only we've only been seeing tremors, getting ready for that shaking. And some would say, has the revival begun? Has it begun at Asbury? Has it begun because of the Kansas City Chiefs winning a football game? Let me tell you something, says the Lord, when the great harvest and revival really gets going, when it's there, the great harvest begins, you'll see a great harvest. Right now, what we see are tremors. We see the beginning of it. A great harvest is millions coming into the family, millions coming into the fold, right? Let me get back to the word. There will be a great harvest. And as you say, Amanda, all caps, great harvest there'll be a all caps great harvest it will not be talk of something happening it will be something you see with your eyes a harvest of body parts being restored you will see with your eyes the doctor's reports of cancers being healed you will see with your eyes like never before in this nation says the Lord the dead will be raised so don't question anymore the day of the great harvest. When the day of the great harvest is upon you, there'll be no question. There'll be no confusion. It will be just harvest, 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 harvest. Signs, wonders, and miracles, for I'm unleashing everywhere that, that I have uh, the, everything without measure. For some have said Jesus was without measure, but we are with measure. Oh, but when we come into unity, there is no measure because of the unity of the body of Christ. So we will work together, each one of us, and we will flow in the ministry gifts, working together. And now I'm going to move down to, And we will walk in signs and wonders, but know at that day, says the Lord, the dead will be raised on national TV. And the dead will soon be raised, and know this will be a sign unto you that the door of the great harvest has swung open. And then the dead will be raised in all 50 states, and the dead will be raised throughout this nation like you have never seen and you have never heard. This nation has not yet embraced the raising of the dead like it will soon come. It will be a sign that the door has swung open, and the harvest has come like never before, says the Lord.
0: Amen. Good stuff. Amen. Good stuff. God yeah. knows what
1: he's talking about.
0: He does know what he's talking about. And, you know, Africa has gotten a big taste of this, certain countries of Af- in Africa. Yeah. It's like the Wild West there spiritually. It really oh, wow. is. There is some <clears> wild stuff that goes on there that people have not seen here um, as far as what witch doctors can do as far as the occult, as far as very high level. Um, and you've got people the Lord has sent into there that the dead are being raised. The dead are being raised. Body parts are being restored. We're seeing that happen um, in, in other continents, but you're right. And the Lord is correct. It has yet to hit America in the wave. It has hit those other places. It has yet to hit that because, what they're trying to do in america is replace technology for god Mm. so oh you need a body part well we can put in an artificial this we can put in an artificial (laughs) that we can do this um but the lord wants to restore it down to its molecular level Mm. down to its molecular level god wants to restore it to the cellular level Mm. he wants to restore uh and so it's gonna take it's gonna take something really I don't know how to put this really rattling that's gonna drive people to that type of faith. Yeah. To see that.
1: Yeah. The, the the raising of the dead takes the gift of healings and the working of miracles. The gift of healings to heal whatever killed them. If there was that, you know, or they might've died in a crash or whatever, but the gift of healings and then the working of miracles to call back their spirit and to raise them from the dead. So it's a conglomeration. It's a working together, even of, you know, the gifts of the spirit working together, a multiple gifts and the gift of faith is many times used. Amanda, have you ever had like just had the gift of faith just work have you ever had the gift of faith where you said, wow, that was a gift of, there is something so sweet, powerful about the gift of faith.
0: There is because it's, 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 it's pure. Yeah, It's coming from a pure stream. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's unadulterated. There's no doubt yeah. in it when that, when that is activated to the degree where you see a miracle. Yeah. A happen, you know, and it, you can't it, it, doubt no, you can't doubt in, yeah. in, in my case, you know what? I, I'm going to before uh, I, I go any further, I'm going to say what I normally say. Just to um, turn it over for me completely to the Lord, I, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, <laughs> may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus name. Amen and amen.
1: Amen. 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 Uh,
0: well, in my case with Chris. I was told he wouldn't live. There was, not, there was no way he was going to live. There was not any hope at all that he was going to live. And I went in there, anointed him, twitching on a ventilator. And the Lord said, you cannot look at what you see right now. You cannot go there with your mind and with your spirit right now. You have to look beyond this circumstance when you pray. And that gift of faith was activated. And that's why the surgeon could not wrap his head around even nine months later that Chris was walking in alive. Yeah, Praise the Lord. Yeah, And it is the gift of faith. It's hard for people because it faith is the evidence of things not seen. The evidence. So your yeah. faith is the evidence of what you can't see. Yeah. But the substance of things hoped for. That's what faith is. And it is a weapon. And what the enemy has tried to do is strip the church of faith. For sure. Knowing that if faith is not present, then these other things cannot happen. Yeah, Faith has to be present first and activated for all these other healings and miracles to happen. Uh, and so the enemy has tried to strip the church of, the fa- uh, of faith by utilizing weak shepherds that are really dumbing the people down to yeah. a point where they don't think they have to stretch their faith, use <laughs> faith, walk in faith. Yeah. And it's an epidemic. Yeah. It's an epidemic right now in the church. They're more—they're more concerned about welcoming sin in and setting a table for it, yeah. and welcoming it to feast, yeah. than they are <laughs> about putting the people's mind and spirit and gifts in order. So you see these things happen in the church. Yeah,
1: yeah. And when we started the show, you made a reference to a, a word where the Lord had dealt with me about pastors. And what's, what's kind of gotten me going that direction that day that I, the Lord began to speak to me along those lines was because there's just been going a lot. there has been a lot going on about the ministry gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a multi, there's a few ministry gifts that have been looked at more than others, you Mm -hmm. know, and obviously I could expound upon that more. I could say a word like prophets, you know? And so um, there's been a lot going on and there's a lot of accusations and there's things going on. And so, The Lord, I've been spending a lot of time studying extra because of what I'm called to do and what I'm, you know, for 20 years, I've known what I'm called to do and who I am and the gifts that I am. Mm -hmm. And so I began to just study it extra look into it because I want to make sure that I'm balanced. And I, I talked with a real close friend of mine, Todd Coconato, great man of God, great pastor. And Todd and I were talking about these things. And I said, Todd, my number one objective is for me to just study, spend time with the Lord to make sure that I stay balanced. I don't want to get in one side of the ditch or the other side of the ditch. Mm -hmm. If I prophesy, I want to make sure it's coming out of me, not emotionalism, not excess, not fanaticism. I want to stay and I want to, in my private time, that's what I'm telling everyone I'm teaching people how to do the work of the ministry, your private prayer time and hearing his voice is where the overflow comes from for the Mm -hmm. public ministry. You know that, Amanda, it's your personal time Mm -hmm. that equips you to do the public stuff.
0: It's very true. And Jesus did that himself. Jesus would retreat. He would separate himself and he would retreat and he would go pray and he would spend that personal time with the father that would fill him up. And then you're right. That overflow of what came out would go into public ministry (laughs) it's the same with us it's crucial to have that yeah it's crucial to 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 make god a priority i tell people you know people that don't want to be disciplined when it comes to these matters i i say i tell if you do not want to make god a priority don't you dare point a finger and blame him for the choices you've made you don't want to make him a priority you don't want us want to set that in order and put him where he belongs and show him i am making you a priority then don't you dare rattle off at him and blame him for things where you made choices he gave us free will you made the choice it's your choice that then caused the effect cause and effect so, but people need to make God a priority. It is so important because in, in this world and especially in this nation where we have, you know, we have two day shipping and we have fast food and order anything at your fingertips and do this, you need that time with the Lord to get checked and refocused yeah, for sure. on what you need to do.
1: -hmm. It's so good. Thank you for sharing it that way. I I love it, and it's it's just you got to make time. And as you do, you'll fall more in love with him, and then you'll want more time. And then you'll be like, "Oh, I don't want to go to work today because I'd like to have more time." But that's some people are like, "Oh, I just wish I had that the way you guys have." Listen, this it's it's a struggle for everyone. Everyone has a flesh. The struggle is real. Everyone, everyone has a flash. Oh lord, <laughs> the have mercy. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> and like when I talk to Amanda, I'm like, Amanda, are you getting enough rest?" She's like, "No."
0: <laughs> you know. I did, just, I was very honest. Just
1: busy, just so busy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but so this my, on my show, um Walking with Jesus that series this week, I had a time where I just prophetically got over and began to speak about how the prophets are being looked at and stuff. And it's really, there's been some imbalance of how they've been looked at mm-hmm. because natural man is trying to judge a spiritual gift.
0: That is a great way to put it. I totally agree with that. Yeah. You you can't in the natural judge a spiritual gift
1: absolutely can and out of all the gifts the one that says that gift should judge that gift it's this one it's this one this is the one gift out of all five the ministry gifts in ephesians 4 this is the one gift where the bible makes really clear let that gift judge itself now let me just make this real clear Every single Christian in the body of Christ supposed to judge prophecy, supposed to judge every single word that comes their way. That's not what we're saying. We're saying the prophet should judge the prophet. We're not talking about every word the prophet says. Whenever someone speaks a word and it comes my way, And your way, every one of us should judge because every single one of us has the truth, the spirit of truth in us, has the Holy Spirit in us. And every single one of us can judge truth or not truth because we're judging it to whether we should accept it in our life or not. We don't just accept something because of someone has spoken. Everyone Mm -hmm. should be judging the things that they receive in their life. But not everyone should be going in a public format and shouting to the world what they think about every single minister. That's not the way God's had this thing designed. And so I begin to talk along the lines of the prophets need to be taken care of some things with the prophets because the prophet will see it from a natural, I mean, from a supernatural spiritual perspective, because that's where they function and flow. And right now we've had some natural guys, gals, whatever, trying to judge things. From a natural perspective and just gunking it all up. It's actually kind of silly. I have some things that I'm hearing and stuff. And so in the middle of all that, oh
0: my goodness.
1: Well, Hambo, you Hambo, said Hambo that have you heard? There's Amanda.
0: You said that, and Grace flew up on the chair. Uh huh. You said that, which you just oh, wow. said. And she flew up and perched on the chair. <laughs> If that's not a yeah.
1: grace is back. Renee Amen. Gregory said, grace is back in the house.
0: Amen. She is there. She is.
1: Grace gumbo has a song for you. Oh, he just called to say he loves you as a sister. <laughs> that's all there is. So, Well, yes. praise the Lord. So, so, the Lord. so much for being spiritual. So, so, um, I got, I started getting real kind of prophetic and the more Lord moved me over and said, what we're looking at in some, not all don't, don't throw me under the bus. What we're looking at in some of the things going on right now is actually an attack of the enemy against the office of a prophet. Some of the things not all of them, so don't yeah. be labeling me and put don't don't call nobody and say Marty said, because Marty's not saying. But I'm gonna tell you that there is an attack of the enemy against the office of a prophet, and the Lord prophetically showed me why. Because Amanda, the pastors, a lot of pastors, not all of them. Let me tell you, there's some amazing men and women pastors out there that have been fighting the full gospel, and fighting for truth, standing up, standing up for everything they're supposed to, doing everything they can, keeping on. They they keeping their church open, fighting for healings and miracles, and keep you know. So I'm not talking about them, but there's been a lot of pastors that have just got watered down and weak and not did their job of feeding the sheep. Um, John Kilpatrick of the uh, Pensacola Revival, for five years after that, this is what's his quote, the number one role of the pastor, John Kilpatrick, Mm -hmm. five years of this amazing movement, he said the number one role of the pastor is to protect the presence of God. That's been lost. How many of these pastors stopped doing that? The presence of God wasn't even showing up. People are showing up, two generations are showing up, not even knowing what the presence of God looks like. What's the Holy Ghost move? I've never heard of such a thing. Stop preaching in tongues. Stop talking about getting people filled with the Holy Spirit at the altar. These things all went away. This stuff all went away. It got watered down. And so the Lord said to me, the prophet is being assigned right now by the Lord to address in the realm of the unseen, the pastors that have been off to get them back to where they're supposed to be. And that's why the enemy has come against the prophets to shut them down. Because once the pastors come back alive and wake, the ones that have been asleep, not all of them, once they come back on board and all five ministry gifts begin to work together and make a fist, it's going to give the devil a black eye like you've never seen. But we need that pastor to come back into the fold in the fullness of what they're supposed to. They need to come back in there. And so that's why the prophets are being attacked because the enemy's trying to shut down the one ministry gift that's got electricity in the realm of the unseen to shock the pastors back into life. To shock them, put it on them, boom, clear, and shock them back into the role they're supposed to be doing.
0: Right. You know, pastors, because they're shepherds, they're supposed to protect the presence of God because that's the covering yeah. over the sheep. That's the protection, that's the hedge. And when you start playing games and that hedge begins to lift, you've got wolves waiting. Now I'm gonna read this and then I'm gonna tell you what I told Marty about this because I think this is part of the problem, what has happened. So this, I 10.59 p.m. last night, the Lord has me typing this. It When I'm trying to go to sleep, that this happens instead. Chris is saying to me, are you going to shut your phone off and go to sleep? Because I'm typing on it. <laughs> <And so laughs> I typed up as much as I could. I know he was tired and pray for Chris. He's fighting a lot of pressure in his head tonight and he's just not feeling well. Uh, and it started earlier today. So please pray for him. Now, this is going to be, this is interesting because I think this is a, a part of the problem. Maybe even a symptom of it, maybe even the main symptom of it. This is what was given to me last night. As the years passed from the death of Christ, we notice something because the world before Christ was barbaric, horrific. You know what I mean? Pagan um yeah. and we notice as the death of Christ, man became more and more compassionate. It appeared as the years passed. You see, you see compassion for everything and for every cause, you know, for every cause and things of that nature. Okay. Compassion for man, animals, the sick, the poor, compassion grew. However, there is an element of compassion that is that if not kept in check can cause compassion to become enabling that binds that is tolerance. Tolerance is part of compassion. However, tolerance was isolated from compassion by the enemy and ballooned into a lie that we must tolerate every perverse, foul, wicked thing and choice. And that in turn is being compassionate. No, that is called enabling the monster to keep one bound. Compassion has been weighed down by the fact tolerance has been overfed gluttonous emphasis on feeding and growing tolerance tolerance which weighs down what true compassion is compassion is taking care upon someone's pain their trial their struggle in a way that shows the love of god while that love bears the weight of conviction down on the sin so the sin no longer reigns supreme where rebellion turns into right standing True compassion should convict to purge the sin, not enable the horror of sin that caused that person to become bound, for that sin will want you to feed it and make it feel welcome, demanding more tolerance, be exercised than any other quality of compassion." That is the lie the enemy has propitiated and propagated through the media, the schools, activists, and causes, and now he has even fed it to the church who are chewing the cud. That's what the Lord said to me because sheep chew the cud. Wow. Who are chewing the cud of this lie over and over and now doing what was in direct opposition to what Jesus preached. Pray for those who persecute you. He did not say enable those who persecute you to keep doing it. He did not say encourage them to do it. He said, pray for them. Perfect love casts out, and he emphasized cast out in capitals. It does not welcome in fear. It does not welcome in sin. It casts it out. However, perfect love has been manipulated to become synonymous with tolerating every foul, unclean, perverse action and matter of the heart. Perfect love creates such a hostile environment for sin and the demonic to dwell that it thrusts itself out because it simply cannot grow and survive in such. Perfect love casts out because it is an intolerable habitation for the devices of the enemy, for the lies, the perversions. The enemy wants you through tolerance to to feather the nest and make the sin so comfortable it never wants to leave. The church has now feathered the nest where sin wants to stay and never leave. That was 10:59 wow. p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that the Lord that the Lord gave me and I wrote it down. And I you know what I said to Marty? I said And I gave him a visual and him and Jenny started laughing. And I said, if you're a shepherd in a field and you see a hungry wolf coming that really looks like it hasn't had a meal, you don't go, oh, let me welcome the wolf into my flock and let the wolf feast on it. You can still throw the wolf a chicken bone far away, a a, a chicken leg or drumstick into the field to feed that wolf without letting it anywhere near your flock. That's compassion. Yeah. That where you you have fed, you have fed who was hungry, but you recognize what they are, and you don't let it near the flock still. That is how compassion yeah. should operate in the church.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you said. And then I said your prophecies the best analogies of those always involve chicken bones.
0: I, I, I I know. Can you Colonel Sanders? That was a joke. (laughs) That (laughs)
1: that was such a bad joke. Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone Erase that. Do over. So that was a good, well, praise the Lord. So, you know, it's an, thank you. It's just like the, you got a, or got a rewind button over here. Um, it's an imbalance of love. Yes. Love is not acceptance. (laughs) Okay. That's Mm -hmm. not the definition of love. Love is not acceptance. Love is Mm self-sacrificing. Completely different than acceptance. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is where the toleration that you're talking about. Love prefers another. Doesn't just accept everything about the other but it prefers the other and love will self-sacrifice itself on behalf of someone else. But it doesn't mean it's accepting every someone else and every sin and every nature and everything going on in someone's life. And, and there's times that Jenny and I, we've had to stand up and say, Hey, we love you. There's been people over the years, we love you, but we're going to set up a boundary here. There's a boundary. And mm-hmm. I, I tell you, If you guys, I know there's a lot of you that are probably because I know Jenny and I just a few years ago, we had to go get a book. It was called Boundaries. And I don't don't remember who the author is, but I highly, highly recommend that. So if you're a person, I I want to speak to you real quickly, listeners. If you're a person that feels like sometimes you're being controlled because you're wanting to love and you're like maybe your spouse or your children or someone at work or some situation, you're wanting to walk in love, but it just feels like they're always using you. They're always manipulating you. They're always trying Mm -hmm. to get you to do things that you don't want to do. And they're using your love for them to do that. Straight up. You need the book. I don't know if it's Gary Smalley. I don't remember who the author was, but, oh, Cloud and Townsend, Um, the book is called Boundaries. Absolutely amazing book. I'm telling you, it will give you back the balance. And pastors, I mean, honestly, this is what we're talking about, just the pastors and the churches saying, hey, listen, we want you, sinner. You're not going to come in and bring your corruption and teach our children. That's right. right. You're not going to come in here and teach homosexuality to my children in our church. But you sure can come sit on the front row, row, and we're going to just let you spend time with Jesus, and we'll let Jesus work on you, right? And we'll teach truth, but we're not going to allow you and all of your great freedom to come in and corrupt the sheep of God.
0: Well, that's just it. And, And that's where they have confused love, compassion, and tolerance and put them out of order. Um, and overemphasized certain qualities of that and weighed down the others. Uh, Jesus had a lot of compassion, but he never enabled or tolerated the sin. The reason why he didn't spend a lot of time around the Pharisees, because he wouldn't tolerate what they were doing. He did call them a brood of vipers at one point, and he went back at them. But he wasn't going to let them continue to spew what they were spewing. He would shut them down. Like for example, we don't think Jesus said anything that was politically um, that was politically radical for that time, or politically like you know. We don't think Jesus ever went in that direction. But when the I think it was the Pharisees looking to trick him, handed asked him a question. Um, I think it was about taxes about paying taxes. Was it about, uh, yes, where he asked for the coin, right? And he asked whose image was on the coin. And he said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but render unto God what is God's. You know, what Jesus was really saying is because they thought Caesar was God. He was saying publicly, Caesar is not God. That was a very... Dangerous statement to make at that point, because they treated Caesar like God. So he was separating the two and making him a fallible man Um, and 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 making God God who he was and putting everyone in their rightful place. What the Pharisees would not do because they were taking corrupt money from Rome but jesus did that to not only shut them down but to put everything politically in perspective at the same time who was who and who you should be worshiping and who you should not be so you know we see these instances with jesus where he did things like this and he shut them down because when he did that they didn't know what to say you know why because they didn't have the guts to say it themselves
1: I'm, I have the comments of, Oh, by the way, I see Ray Luntz here. Ray joins us every single day uh, in our morning. Good to see you Ray. But right below Ray, I see Heather politically incorrect. DT said manipulation equals witchcraft. And I just saw someone else make a comment a while ago about the same thing. And basically that's, that's what's happening. That's what's happening with some of this tolerance and this acceptance Mm -hmm. stuff is, um, they're succumbing to witchcraft manipulating and getting someone to do something out of the wrong motive and forcing, Oh, but you don't love me. You're not a good Christian. Oh, all of you Christians are the same because I have this way. I love to be. (laughs) I have this lifestyle, which I think is okay. And you won't accept me. Witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft usurping control devils.
0: Amen. And you know what? Can I make it any clear? Do you know th- this always I'm, I'm going to do a teaching on this next week because there's a lot to this and it goes very deep and I can't really <laughs> go all that deep right now. And there goes grace. Um, but that sort of playbook goes all the way back to Mesopotamia, to Ishtar, that was also known as the Queen of Heaven that was also linked to semiramis but ishtar that false deceptive goddess literally connected to the spirit of harlotry that's literally trying to take over our nation at her temples the men were required to dress up as women and assumed (laughs) non-binary roles The men were required to dress up as women, and many assumed non-binary roles serving her. So if we think this is a new concept that's been created, oh, no. It has been around a very long time, and so is this spirit. It's just repurposed, repackaged, rewrote a playbook, and this is what it has spewed out now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I'll just go on and I'll, I know him and you're pushing me over the edge. You're going to, to Oh, Amanda, you just, John the Baptist was a prophet. Yes, he was. He lost his head mm-hmm. because of witchcraft.
0: Well, that he lost that his
1: head true. because the leader said, "Dancy girl, you little sweet looking harlot. I'm going to give you anything you want. You just dance your little heart out. And when she got done, Mama advised her, I want the head of John the Baptist. Let me tell you something. Witchcraft is the prophet's number one enemy. So I want you to go back 15, 20 minutes to what I said 15, 20 minutes ago, how there's attacks against that ministry gift right now. Mm-hmm. And then you tie that in with what I just said. There is dark putting down the ministry gifts that are rising up, bringing light to the body of Christ right now. And we'll just leave it there. But John the Baptist lost his head due to this same stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and it is true because if we go back to Elijah in the Old Testament, you had the same issue. (laughs) Jezebel, who operated in high-level witchcraft, wanted Elijah dead. He wanted him, she wanted him completely dead because he was the voice of truth. He carried an anointing that could shut up the heavens (laughs) and make sure there was no rain in the land, which was problematic because they were promoting Baal, and he was the God of rain and, and thunder and prosperity. So that's kind of a problem when the God that's supposed to produce that isn't producing that because almighty God has shut up the heavens on you by the prophet that's walking around via the prophet that is walking around on the earth, Elijah. Uh, And so we see this over and over again, uh, this issue where yes, witchcraft rises up and you know what it does (laughs) a lot. It tries to accuse the prophet of exactly what it is. So it tries to accuse the prophet of being a witch a warlock, it it, it tries to deflect, it tries to make the accusation of the very filth that it is and finds weak, willing vessels. Yeah. Sometimes at other ministries, people that have been given too much power at other ministries Mm. think they're going to expose people as witches, and really they're operating in charismatic witchcraft. (laughs) And they want to go around thinking they're going to do that. They're going to get their tails whipped in this season for doing that. They are. I know yeah. that's coming.
1: Yeah. Um. The, the Lord uh, years ago, many years ago, maybe up to 10, 10 or 12 years ago, began to have me come against religious spirits and begin to expose religious spirits to me. And so for uh, multiple times throughout the year, I would just get attacked. And it was wor- working yeah. through people. But the religious spirits were just really strong. I had no idea what I was coming up against. And the Lord began to teach me religious spirits. They hate you because of what you're called to do. Because of prophetically, you you are enemy number one. Religion, witchcraft. This is stuff I've dealt with for years and years. So you learn to recognize it, right? Well, one time I was coming up against some religion in someone, a religious spirit in someone. Literally, the person looked at me, I can't I can't quote because I would expose who it was. um it's crazy what they said to me of how Jesus was a certain way. and um the Lord told me a few days later, religious spirit, exactly what you just said Amanda. He said to me, religious spirits are a certain way, but they accuse you of being that way. It's always this accusatory perspective. They always want to accuse you it's kind of like judge not lest you be judged you know if you judge someone for something the bible actually says you're kind of guilty for it because you're not supposed to judge them for that thing you know um so what the religious spirits are doing is they'll they'll try to just bombard you and pound you and try to accuse you of the very thing they're doing
0: yes and and that what you just what you said takes yeah. the onus off of them for sure and tries to put it all and bear it all down on yeah. you. You see, oh, it's, 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 we're going to go back to Ahab and Jezebel and, and this whole scene, because what did Ahab say to Elijah when they finally met? Is that you? O oh troubler of Israel. Oh no. no Elijah <laughs> was not the troubler of Israel. <laughs> Wrong, sir. It's you and your crazy wife that were troubling Israel. It was all your pagan, horrific, barbaric worship and and your uh, politically corrupt ways that shut up the heavens that there was no rain. Elijah was not troubling Israel. He was bringing divine order and justice. The Lord was bringing that through Elijah to yeah. the situation to show that Baal was not supreme because Baal couldn't make it rain because God gave the orders that it wouldn't. Yeah. So, but that's what Ahab did. Yeah. Because he was a coward and because he wanted to find someone else to blame. Yeah. For the paganism wow. that he walked in.
1: A uh, Gianna McGrain said, Wow, that's the spirit we see in politics now.
0: It's the so this, same. Yes. It is. And, and that's our politicians. Spirit, Yep, and that yeah. spirit of Ishtar is linked to the whole thing too. That one of the ones that caused Israel to fall way back. Same thing is linked yeah. to today in politics also. But it is the same spirit <laughs> yeah. we see. Very all interesting. over politics.
1: Yeah. Um so I did a three weeks a series which you can check out at loudmyprayer.org. You go to the top, you click on recent shows and you can go down and see all the series we've done on loudmyprayer.org. And you can click on the button. that says, start praying today on loudmyprayer.org. But enough of that. But so if you were to go to one of my series, I did three weeks called stand. It was a, it's, and I love the name because it's, you know, having done all to stand stand, and it's about the authority of the believer. And I did a three weeks, 15 videos on exercising our rights in Christ and the authority we've been given the cool thing. So when you look up the word authority and after spending three weeks, I think I can quote it pretty well. It's pretty simple. Authority is the most defined as delegated power. So God is backing you. His power is backing you because he's delegated you authority to operate in it. So you don't really operate in the power necessarily. You're stepping up with the badge saying, go, come, stop, slow down. And his power backs what you say and do. But see the interesting, wonderful thing about authority in Christ that you and I, and all of us have been given is God's backing us. Now, Turn and look at the control factor of witchcraft. Witchcraft wants to be in control. Jezebel, Ahab, the whole situation. John the Baptist's head getting cut off. It's all the same. It's a controlling spirit. But the difference is it's not backed by God. So someone standing in the authority of the believer in God, they're backed by God to stand up and call the shots, and push forward, and do the things of God. But when you see someone wanting to control themselves, they're not backed by God; they're backed by demonic. So when you look, when you look for someone <laughs> operating out of witchcraft and control and manipulation, they're not being backed by God; they're being backed by another spirit.
0: They are the being backed by that spirit, and they're being yeah. bound by that spirit to do that yeah. spirit's bidding weak willing yes. vessels we 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 see it all we've seen it all over the media recently yeah yeah weak willing vessels <laughs> to crazy, do right? their they're bidding their trophies we'll call yeah. them their trophies because that's exactly what they are they are their trophies that they put on display to spew out the garbage yeah. that they yeah. are creating in the pits of hell and then trying to send up into the earth
1: absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. you can you know even 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 christians can get over in witchcraft it's because it's just trying to step in and and produce or take control or do a thing that god's not backing you know that's kind of what it looks like i remember years ago oh gosh 15 years ago like many years ago i went to a church in eureka missouri to minister and I'm at that church, and I get up to minister. The song service ends. I get up, and I feel the office of a prophet coming up on me. And I'm telling you, the word of the Lord comes to me. Mm-hmm. And I point now, the pastor and his wife, I don't even know. I know their name, and but I do not know any details about their life. They've got like two or three kids, and that's all I know. I look at the pastor's wife on the front row and I begin to prophesy and begin the word of knowledge and word of wisdom. And I said to her, you're pregnant and you've not told your husband. Her eyes, Amanda got this big around. You're pregnant and you've not told your husband, but the father says it's a good time for him to know. She starts crying. He starts crying. They're hugging. He's like, you've not told me. She's like, I was waiting and I guess I'm no longer waiting. Thanks God. But yeah. And, but it, then it turned into me prophetically. That was the reason why the God did that so beautifully, because then he had me speak to her how she's a mother to that church. And she and and the grace is coming upon her to not just mother this new child and the other children, but to be a mother in the body of Christ to this church. And it was just, it was a very beautiful five minutes. They got done. I'm standing up there on the, you know, at the, at the pulpit standing there. And I'm like, and this is what I'm thinking, Amanda, that was good. (laughs) <laughs> that was man, like, hmm, that was all right. That was the best. I was, I didn't even know mm-hmm. I could do that. I'm just because I'm a novice, you know what I'm saying? I'm just getting my juices of how all this stuff works, you know? Yeah. And um, and I just said to myself, let's just do some more of that. That was really good. And so I said, Well, everybody, let's just have a little more prophecy time and let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. And let's just see what else God wants to do. And so everyone just started lightly praying in tongues with me. And I'm up there with a microphone and I begin to pray in tongues. And I got about five seconds of tongues out of my mouth. And the Holy Spirit began to give me the interpretation that I'm saying. And he said, if you take one more step forward in the realm of the spirit, you'll be operating from familiar spirits. Blew me away, mm-hmm. shocked me so much. I grabbed the edges of the, of the of the podium. And I'm like, I was so shocked. He said that to me because my mind's like, I just literally operated the most prophetic I ever have in my entire life. And now I could just one step the wrong way and I could be in familiar spirits. Christians can do these things. Christians can operate from God and authority and then step right over into witchcraft just as easy. It is about you wanting God's way, not your way. If you see something that you want for someone else and you want to pray it over them, you're real good to shut your mouth and keep it in tongues because unless God specifically told you that, and you know it upon a shadow of a doubt, stay out of trying to interpret. One of my mentors said one time, Miss Lynette, she said, Marty, it's not about hearing God. It's more about interpreting what he said. So that's where we as the body of Christ have to keep developing, not just hearing him, but interpreting it correctly. So I don't just see something about someone and start saying, oh, I think they should do this or this and this and start praying and trying to push and control and manipulate them a certain direction. No, I just stick to tongues. for
0: the Lord's will above all and praying in tongues is probably the safest and best
1: road. Absolutely.
0: Many times I do that, you know, yeah. and I'll ask. I'll, I pray in the spirit a lot, but I'll I, instead of me trying to do it, I will ask the Lord, you know. Yeah. Lord, I'm asking you if it is your will. Yeah. To do this, because Absolutely. then we're asking him, Perfect. and the decision is his. So that we're in, we're in safe territory then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're in, safe and that's territory.
1: just a light form of witchcraft. And every single one of us can do it at the drop of a hat. It's very easy.
0: Yeah, and it's just Barbara a form. Same thing yeah. about being yeah. careful with that.
1: Because you we did? walk
0: a fine line. My mentor, Barbara. Oh, yeah. She said, you know, we walk a fine line in the prophetic. Yeah. A very fine line that yeah. we have to be very careful of. Because she used to tell me, your words have power. Your yeah, words yeah. carry authority. You have to be careful uh, what you do and the line you walk yeah. for that reason.
1: And when God prophetically shows you something, it doesn't mean you're supposed to speak it in the earth. It might be so that you can come against what you're seeing. Well, you that's
0: know? true too. Yes. Sometimes yeah, the Lord will show you something like this so you can start praying because it's not good. Yeah, yeah. And um, and,
1: and I tell you, um, Hank Kuhneman, a while back, beautifully covered we, how people can speak. I say we, we or any of us, could prophetically speak out of the second heaven, not the third heaven. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you speak, and also my friend Kirk Dubois, he shared the same thing. He shared it, and then I heard Hank, and I'm like, wow, what a good balance. Because basically in the second heaven, it's the plans of the enemy. That's the kingdom of darkness up, up in the second heaven. That's where the enemy's at. So you could speak from that place and you're actually speaking and endeavor to prophesy his plans, not God's from the third heaven. Mm-hmm. So it can get complicated. Take your time trying to get over in the prophetic. Hey, listen, Paul said, first and foremost, I would rather that you prophesy, covet right. the gifts, desire the spiritual gifts. Go read. Every one of you, here's your new homework. Go read Corinthians 12. Yes, This is our 10th show. It's time for Marty to start handing out homework. Every one of you go do your homework. Go read 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and see how he talked about how we should covet those gifts, but don't covet them so much that you get flaky, fruity, and a box of rocks crazy that you're so hungry to move in the things of God that you get in error and excess in doing it. Take your time in your personal private time, in your personal prayer life, developing the spirit of prophecy there, developing speaking words of edification, exhortation, and comfort by the Holy Ghost over your own life before you run off and try to prophesy to everybody else.
0: Well, yes, you, you, it's better to wait on the Lord and make sure it is the Lord and let the Lord move on yeah. you. Than to be overly eager and constantly speaking things and, and, and writing things and saying things that yeah. are not of God, yeah. that, that may not be the thoughts of God. Uh, and so that's why we have to be careful with that. And that's why I, um, I wait on the Lord yeah. for words. And when I get them, yes, they're pages sometimes <laughs> when I get them, yeah. but that's because I'm waiting on the Lord and I'm praying you know, and I'm talking with him and I'm going, how are you doing today, Lord? I do ask him that many times in the morning. How are you today, Lord? Because it's a relationship. Yeah. He's my father. I want to know what my father is doing today, whether he wants to rip his beautiful wool white hair out of his head because of mankind. You know, you just want to check in. <laughs> oh, know, I know. And see yeah. Uh, <laughs> see how your father's doing. Uh, and so I wait on the Lord because and I told this to Marty on the phone and Jenny, <laughs> I don't sound like God and God doesn't sound like me. God is not an Italian from the Bronx calling people bocce This, You know what I mean? Me and God, our sentence structure is very different. So when the Lord moves on me, many times my speech changes. Yeah. The way the sentence is written changes because they're his thoughts. They're not my thoughts. I probably would have wrote the sentence different and called the person a Gavone in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Like I probably would have done that, but the Lord, the way he speaks is very different because of his perspective. Um, and, and so I'm very careful with that because when everything changes and the whole sentence structure changes and Amanda (laughs) is nowhere in that word and the Lord is at the forefront. And yeah. you can feel the power coming off of that word. Yeah. From the Lord. Then you know you're prophesying from the right vein.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the opener of our show, everyone. So now, Amanda, let's start our show. Yeah, so, getting... what's on your heart for tonight? So.
0: <laughs> Goodness. We spoke about a lot. Praise yeah, the it's Lord. It's been a lot
1: going on tonight. Praise the Lord. Um, the Lord is right. I do want to say um, I the, the Walking with Jesus um, series, I just did day nine and tomorrow's going to be day 10. And I'm yeah. going to do, I don't know how many days, 30, 40 days. It's going to be a lot of days of this series. And every day is just moving further in the miracles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I'm fixing to get into Acts. I'm fixing to get into um, 1 Corinthians 12, um, the gifts of the spirit. So if you have an interest in learning From my perspective, the depths of operating and moving of how Jesus touched the the similitude of that he operated in of the gifts of the Spirit, and then also the New Testament style of how we operate in the gifts of the Spirit, I'll just say, hey, please go to loudmouthprayer.org and join us. Click on Start Praying Today. Send me your info. You're going to get our email, and you'll be hooked up with us, and you'll be able to watch and stay on board with us because we're fixing to get into the gifts of the Spirit and how you and I operate have that manifestation as the spirit wills, very important part of it. We're going to we're going to get in in depth teaching as we're going through all the miracles and the healings and all the signs and wonders that Jesus went through. So it's going to be a great just going to get deeper and deeper. We've been covering faith, we've been covering so many things. If you're interested in the gifts of healings, we just started touching that. We just covered today the healing anointing, so we're getting more and more in these gifts of the spirit. We're going to get deep into them where you'll have more education on it than you probably ever had. So come join us. Live prayer.org. God bless America.
0: God bless America. Play ball. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's many gifts. I believe the gift of administration is one of the gifts of the spirit.
1: Absolutely. Yes. There's, sure.
0: it's, it's very interesting when you get into <clears throat> it, uh, the, the, the gifts of the spirit and really yeah. what they are and their function is, yeah. uh, and you can have, you can operate in multiple gifts. Yes, you. So can. that's another thing: is that people can operate in multiple gifts. So yeah, yep. Tune in to uh, loudmouthprayer for that.
1: Well, the get the gift of sauce. I mean, how many in your family have had that gift?
0: Many that have held the wooden spoon have <laughs> had the gift of sauce. <laughs> many. So yes.
1: Well, it has been a wonderful show tonight. I do appreciate once again everyone joining us and I appreciate uh I appreciate grace just uh lighting and and joining us tonight that was really a blessing
0: that was a blessing yep she she made an appearance
1: yeah
0: the lord prompted her I'm telling you there, there must be an angel that taps her on the button says go now and sends her
1: absolutely it must have been
0: <laughs> praise the lord praise the well thank you marty
1: yeah for thank joining you
0: us. and we're going yeah. to be back um the next time we're going to be on is 10 days from now. On Monday, I'll tell you what the date is yep. so we can tell everyone here because we're doing it three times a month here. <laughs> okay, so if today, Monday the, tw- Monday the 27th is the next Grace Out Loud, I think. <laughs> we may have to move that to Tuesday, though, Marty, because I will be coming back from Robin Bullock's.
1: Okay, that's cool. Good.
0: So may, we may have to move it to Tuesday the twenty eighth.
1: That sounds so, good. We'll put that on um, the calendar.
0: Okay. Yeah, put on the calendar yeah. Tuesday the twenty eighth. Only because we will be traveling back from Robin Bullock's. Yeah. Um, we're speaking there February twenty sixth Sunday morning service.
1: It's going to be great.
0: Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm praying. I'm praying, and I'm asking the Lord, and I'm starting to, you know. Yeah. Talk with the Lord. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? Sometimes the Lord goes, I'm not going to tell you till you get up there. He, he does. The Lord has lot. done that to me many times. Oh, me, no notes. Times. You're not going up there with notes. <clears throat> You're going to let me move on you. And that has happened many times. So it wouldn't shock me if the Lord did yeah. the same thing to me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But well,
1: on behalf of unity and your wonderful family that joins you every week and uh, the grace out loud family. Um, would you mind if all of us joined our faith together with you and just pray for Chris real quick?
0: Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank yeah. It
1: just, oh, cause I know all, every, I, I call a lot of the people that have joined us and many of those people have come, we've come to us from you and Chris and everybody adores Chris. He is like, he's kind of like captain America. I mean, <laughs> He really is. He's really like how everyone just loves this guy. So, and I can tell you, he's one of the most pure, gentle, sweet, sweetheart, loves and adores the Lord, but that's not why we're praying for him. We're praying for him because healing is the right of every child, every child of God, male, female, doesn't matter your size, doesn't matter anything about you. Healing has already been paid for. And so you and I allow, um, Grace out loud, family. Let's join our faith. That's what we do. We act like your faith is like a hand, and you're grabbing a hold, and you're grabbing a hold of um, Amanda and her faith, and we're joining with her, and we're pushing forward and pushing back what, what um, you know, Chris has been dealing with, and we're commanding it to dissolve and, and and be completely cured and healed in the name of Jesus. So let's do that now. So Father God, we come to you. Thank you, Lord. All of us joining our faith together right now in the precious name of Jesus. Domasi lo bagesso, semsemsem somsimsimsim simsimsim omnisena. Osa edis kundak, tangling and dust blighted o, elves week damit, kaugegos name. Father, we thank you that healing is a fact. Healing is a truth. Healing has been established. And just as though Jesus said, it is finished. And so we say in the name of Jesus concerning healing for Chris, it is finished in the name of Jesus Christ, that that has come, you must go we command complete restoration and complete healing to his mind every part of his brain every part of his body we completely command in the name of jesus a full restoration and we join our faith we release our faith with amanda in the name of jesus we declare and decree it so we thank you father you're moving on behalf of this situation in the precious, powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank
0: you, Lord. God
1: is good. God is good. He is is our healer.
0: Our great physician.
1: Doesn't matter the problem, guys. Whatever it is, we're going to the greatest physician of all.
0: We are. We are. He's the creator. He is the creator of our bodies, every cell, tissue, bone, and marrow yeah he has created so
1: praise god well thank
0: you lord thank you father
1: well i'm gonna go okay we love thank you, guys. you
0: marty love yep. you marty you be later. back on in about 10 days
1: 10 days we'll see you soon
0: all right god bless you okay and that concludes grace out loud uh all glory be to god we pray you got a lot out of this so god bless everyone keep the faith. We're going to play always what we play at the end. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six and activate your faith, operating your faith. Ask the Lord to stretch your faith and to take you deeper in faith. If you're struggling with that, the Lord says we have not because we ask not ask of him, ask of him. Praise the Lord. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Grace, the dove says good night. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace, and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest, financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bhpm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before. He loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK, A-R-K to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes. they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have dog beds and i will tell you a fun fact noble our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you'd like to be a blessing go to mypillow.com and use promo code arc god bless everyone if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking for guidance go to sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood, because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board, and we are both patients of this i have to tell you they have helped us tremendously they also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track so if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh what they are all about what products they have you can go to sherwood.tv forward slash amanda grace year round and we are doing that actually for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to com. god bless and i have to tell you something they work it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics. Over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very yeah. sincere about um, having right. alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. Yeah. I tried the pain patches and yeah, I gave them I to my uh VP of operations also, Ronnie, and she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked, so. and they worked when I use them.
1: When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves.
0: Sugar, This one is neuropathy. I actually have it on, and we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old, and from being paralyzed years ago, and the Lord miraculously <laughs> healing him, He has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I walked him out and wow,
0: he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way.
1: And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what What did you do to him?
0: So, it's good. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021 when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America and seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh get set free, healed, delivered. Uh we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um I have prayed with so many uh amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Lamar Fair Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been Uh, an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people to be able to minister to them for my husband chris to be able to minister as well and uh for for clay and general flynn to allow me to to even speak there to even speak and and speak what the lord has to say people need the word of the lord in this hour that is what they need Uh, and so reawaken america has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the lord um and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for but also to get necessary information they need because the word of god says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free um and so it's been an incredible experience for us we hope to see you at upcoming events Uh, that are coming up this year, Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone.